With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino. With cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello and welcome back to Divinity Sin. Divinity Original Sin 2. Fucking nailed it. Uh, we are in the town of Fort Joy. In the last episode, we finished clearing the beach to the north. This area. We killed the turtles. It's time to start uh, doing the quests in town. Starting with this fellow. Hey! You. You there. You, you've just arrived, isn't that right? Yeah! Are you... Are you quite alone? So he sells Aerithurge stuff, which I don't care about. So you have a companion, but you're fine with going it you alone. You regret it. Not when you hear what I've got to say. We need to be quick. You never know when the magisters are gonna haul you off. Uh, point out that he seems ah, a bit nervous. You would be too if you'd been here as long as I have. In fact, you should be nervous if you're here at all. I know what they have planned for us, and it ain't pretty. Hmm. Ask him what he's planning. I've been here a long time, longer than anyone else. People get taken sometimes. Some folks say they get cured. I don't know if I believe it, and I don't want to wait and find out. I have a way out of here. It won't be easy, and I need a partner. Just one. Are you interested? Uh, yeah. Better girl. Who wouldn't? Finally, someone with a little sense around here. The plan's simple. Completely foolproof. I have a spell that I can use to teleport you right out of here. I can't use it on myself, but with your help, we can both get out of here. Nice. There's an artifact that you can use to teleport me out of this place. Then I can use my spell to free you in turn. This item, though, it's in quite an unfortunate location. Where is it? It's found its way into a nest of crocodilians on a secluded beach nearby. Here, give me your map and I'll show you where to go. Not enough to trouble a fine specimen such as yourself. Uh-huh. Get that artifact. And you and I are as good as free. Go give those overgrown lizards what for. Uh-huh. Alright. So, we have to go fight three crocodiles on the beach. They are going to be very hard at this level. I don't know if we're prepared for that just yet. What if there are no sorcerers? Um, we got a trader right here. That is the restoration trader. God, you guys have like no gold. How am I supposed to sell all this shit I've been hoarding if you don't have any gold? You should be happy for greed. 
So I believe the crocodiles are down over here. Uh, this guy... I'm waiting for someone. ...is an assassin. Sod off. So, you know... He's an assassin here to kill the Red Prince, which uh, we already did. So we're just gonna kill him for the XP. Kill him for the XP. Kill him for the XP! Yeah, fight me, bitch. Alright. Let's get behind him. We need to break his physical armor, which we did. Let's turn the little bitch into a chicken. get full AP, or as much AP as we can, that is. Enough for two more attacks, because this guy actually has a lot of fucking health. Hurts, doesn't it? Hurts, doesn't it? Yes. Stupid chicken. Um, I guess we could CC the chicken so it doesn't run away any further. Does a little bit of damage. Can I backstab a target when it's on the ground? I think I can. Yeah, yeah, I can. Alright, he's back up. So let's CC him. Let's go ahead and use Encourage. Probably should have done that sooner. And we'll just go ham. Yes. 600 fucking XP. Don't mind if I do. That was worth it. Oh, and a blue chest piece. Fuck yeah. Invisibility potion. Good stuff on him. I don't have an identifying glass yet, so sadly, we can't identify that nice piece of loot that we just got. Which is a little discouraging, but eh, is what it is. Uh, now I'm gonna try subbing in tier 2 air rune and running through. Nice, you should get more XP that way. How the H-E double fuck do I use chalice glyphs? Um, you just, uh, type in the specific chalice glyph in the search function. There's an option when you go to the tombstones. Probably didn't need to double save there. There's an option when you go to the tombstones to uh, type in specific glyphs. And you just type in the one that you want, that you found online. For whatever reason. Okay, I'm a little scared of these crocodiles. I think there's actually a hidden chest over here. So why don't we... See if we can get anything useful out of this. I don't have any goddamn lockpicks. Let's try and get something useful out of this, and then... Ugh, that's gonna take forever. It's gonna break my weapons. Maybe we could get something useful that'll help us in the croc fight. We'll see. How are my weapons holding up? Let's see, 15 out of 20, 18 out of 20, okay. We should be able to break this open. Really sucks having a blue chest beast and not being able to identify it. Come on. There we are. We got a rain scroll, some gold, and some fire arrows. 
Not bad, but not what we need, per se. Alright. So they have 102 health, but low physical armor. So that is going to help us CC them. I only see two. Where's the third one? Well, I know he's there. Oh, here we go. Here we go. I'm not sure what to do here. I'm scared. Let's just quick save. In case we fuck up, we can go back and fix it. Maybe Chameleon Cloak? Try and sneak up behind him. Go ahead and enter in there. Ouch. I mean, we do have a lot of potions, so we can probably just potion tank our way through this. Not super ideal, but let's uh, delay her turn. Ow. There you are. Alright. Probably start. Twenty percent heal, that's not bad. Let's eat some apple pie and an apple. Alright, we got some health back. We need to get in there. God, I wish you had more AP. And this fucking oil is all over my goddamn feet. Making me move slow. That's super annoying. If I open up here, they are all going to just unload on me, I think. Well. I don't know if we have a choice. Ugh, a miss. We can stab again. Let's do a flesh sacrifice, get one AP. Turn you into a chicken. from there. Are you still fucking slowed? God damn it. That's annoying. I guess I'll just get up in its face. Hopefully she doesn't die. Ugh. Ow! Okay, she's dead. Great. This is gonna be easy. gonna load. I'm gonna have to be a bit more tactful than that. Oh, shit. I don't know if we're ready for this yet. Single target fights are a lot better for us right now because we can, like, focus down one target and CC them. But three targets, that's, that's a lot for us. These guys do a lot of damage. Damn you!
not texting, you're texting. Slow is so bad. Maybe we can do something like that to sneak out of here a little faster. Come on, break combat, break combat. Shit. Ow. Stop slowing me, you cunt. grouped up nicely. Maybe I should just fight him like this. Yeah, we caught him on fire. That's something. Eat some of that. Eat a fucking raw egg? Sure, why not? Let's come over to you. Let's see if we can sneak you into combat. Because you're invisible. No. Okay. Oh my god, Anna broke my chameleon cloak. That's fucking great. Great use of resources there. Ooh, that one has magic armor. another scroll of fireball. Um, let's use potion? Well, I've never tried to use a grenade before, but that doesn't seem to be working. I'll, I could encourage. Let's just get out of the oil. Ow! God, you hit so fucking hard. Alright, that didn't do much. Fuck off. I don't like this. I don't like this. I don't think we're strong enough for this yet. later. Our current build just isn't going to allow it. Alright. We need to murder more things first. Let's see if there's any less difficult quests we can do right now. Uh, we got a traitor here. Here you are. I wonder what keeps you. Mm. Tell me your tale. Those lock picks would be nice. We do have a lot we could trade for. I think we can turn that soap into a lock pick. So let's get that as well. Don't want any of that stuff. 
Don't need any of these wands. Whoa. That one's worth 91 on its own. Pumpkin. Want some soup? There we go. Alright. Now I think we can actually take this soap and combine it with a key to make a lockpick. Nice. Nice. So we should be able to go get that chest now. A little bit easier this time. We'll continue to avoid the crocolisks until later. But I do want that chest now. Come on, ladies. Hurry it up. I think we can kill that crab for some XP. Oh, I got 300 XP just for scouting this. Nice. All right, it was, I'm glad we came back here. Let's go ahead and pick that lock. Gold and a rain skill. Hey. I'll be back. Fishing. Ooh, identifying glass. Fuck yeah. Can we? Yes, we can. We are, have identified the blue chest piece, which is going to be great for Sybil. Because that gives her plus one finesse, which is just good. Oh, you know what? I'm going to have to get used to the fact that you're my pack mule, because you're my strength-based character. But that's fine. We can adjust all of my loot later. Kill this crab. Hopefully it gives us XP and I'm not just a dick. It's actually a, a sorcerer that was turned into a crab. It's not just like a random crab. Come here. Stab and 200 XP. I'll take it. I will take it. Crab claws, cool. Mm-hmm. Back at you, sir. Back at you. Got some whisper wood. We can use that. What is this? Dreamer's resting place. All right. This is marked with a quest arrow on my map. The gloves, the elf Elodie told us this is a place where we can safely. The elf Elodie told us of a safe place where we can talk safely? Huh. I don't even remember getting that quest. Need help removing the source collar. Dreamer's resting place. I do not know why this is quest marker, but whatever. 
Is there anybody around? No. So I can take that healing potion. Don't mind if I do. Tempted to look that up. Maybe I'll look that up in between episodes. <clears throat> There's a dog right there that you can do a little quest for if you have pet pal, but I don't. The dog focuses at the cat at your feet, baring its teeth. Rude. Don't growl at my cat. Like my cat. Got a skull. You know what we can do with that? We can grind it up into bone dust make it that much more valuable. Uh, this lady has a little quest for us if we give her an empty potion bottle. That gave us 250 XP, good stuff. Ooh, and you sell polymorph spells. Do I want any of these? We've got Tentacle Lash. And bull horns. Magnificent, magnificent horns sprout from your forehead, making you see red. You can rush at your enemies and gore them, increasing retribution ability by one for the duration. Incompatible with Medusa head. I've never played with Polymorph before, so this is going to take a little bit of adjustment for me. So that sets bull horns for four turns? That's so weird. I don't understand how Polymorph works. Do you have any gold? No, I can't even sell you shit. God. Poor fella over there crossed one of Griff's card sharks and got a club to the skull. Don't to be sure, but I'd like to ease his way out. Oh, man. Well, 500 XP there just for talking to her. If we can just get one more level, I'll feel a lot more confident fighting those crocs. And there is a lizard in here that is worth pickpocketing. So we're going to have Losa... You are in the wrong talk to him. We're gonna save, just to be on the safe side. And go for a pickpocket! And he has a nice sword that we can give to Losa. Uh, is there anything else in particular we want? Helmet there for some more defenses. These daggers are actually slightly better than what we have. So maybe we should take two of those. And we'll just top off with 87 gold. And then we run away! Um, do you have anything else I want to buy? I could buy that belt. Four and one, two and two. These helmets aren't bad. Oh god, that's getting expensive fast. Could pick up a shield to make her more tanky, but I think we're gonna actually have her dual wield for Act 1, because dual wielding is really strong in Act 1. And I think that's gonna be... It for right now. 
So rather than give him 300 gold, we are going to sell him all of our garbage that we don't want, which is a lot of different things. Get rid of all that bone dust, these golden cups, a tooth, some bowstring. Perfect. And actually, I could take his 370 gold, so let's keep selling him stuff. Let's get rid of that and that. Don't need these wands for anything. Don't need these bows. That or that or that. That stuff I want. I don't think we need crab claws or that. Sheet of paper, tongs. Close. He's still got 83 gold. Malachite. I don't think I'm going to use these essences for anything. I'm not really sure what they're for, other than crafting. But I don't think I need them. So that should be good. That should get rid of a lot of our shit and give our characters some nice upgrades. So now we need to run away so he doesn't know we stole his shit. And let's talk to this lady. Thank you for your help with that, thug. Rare is the human who goes against their own for an elf. Happy to help. She bows. Uh. Does anybody know a way out of the fort? I hear of no escapes. The only way out is through. Through the Magisters, through their cure. Thugs, I can stand, but I fear the Magisters. Who's in charge? In this cave. We trust Sahela. She is young, but she sees. She knows more than we know. In the camp, the brute Griff rules. He who gives the bread has the power. Got anything to sell? Nah. It gives me great pain. I'm with my family. We are making beautiful magic. We are healing a tree cut down with great violence. The Magisters come. My family runs, but I fall. My son looks back. I shout to him to run. I am taken. Oh. Wait, before you go, I am not here without your help. I do not forget this. For you, a prize. I save it for a special occasion, but I can think of no finer occasion than this. Thank you. <laughs> she just gave me a severed head. Jesus. Well... So, we could take... It's tough. Between the pants and the belt. We'll find a lot of pants early on, but we won't find a lot of belts. But the pants are a bigger upgrade than the belt, so... I think I'm just gonna think about the... the mid-game and take the belt. Um, let's have... Losa eat this... Head, the severed head that she gave cover us. Cover your face with your hands. You've just heard the news. The elven homelands have been destroyed by death fog. It was your order who did it. How can this be? Huh. Hey, we got new skill, first aid. Cool. So if we put some points into huntsman, we can use that, which is nice. Very nice. Um, okay, so we got a belt upgrade. Can throw on a helmet upgrade. 
Got a helmet upgrade for you. Got a belt upgrade for you. And I want to say that's it. Oh, no, 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 no. We got this dope-ass sword. So we'll put that in the main hand, club in the off hand. That's looking pretty strong right there. And then we need to go upgrade all of our new weapons with poison. And we should be doing substantially more damage now. Which is good. Yes. All right. Let's talk to this lady first over here. As you approach the young elf, Losa suddenly grabs your arm. Her hand is damp. Her face looks pale and gray. Hey, listen, I, I don't know why, but but I think I need to talk to this elf. Okay. You mind? Uh, no. She darts over to the elf without responding. They begin talking in earnest, more quietly than you can overhear. Losa suddenly snatches up both the elf's hands and leans close to her. Her voice rises. You have to tell me. The whites of Losa's eyes fade to gray, then black. The color runs into her veins, crisscrossing her skin like lightning. She keeps hold of Sahela's hands. Mm -hmm. This rises in you even now, Losa. Do not let it. You must be strong. Uh. Be strong. Fight. You are okay. You are yours. No one else's. Approach and touch Losa's arm. Tell her it's time to get out of here. Watch and listen. Interject. Uh. I, I, I can't. I, I can't. Losa is fighting an enemy. She will win. She must win. Ooh. Shut up. Let go. Let go. I don't want to hurt her. Don't make me. Losa is rigid as a board, tense with the effort of holding Sahela's hands in tight, painful bunches. Uh. Leave me alone! Leave me! I don't want to! <coughs> you are hurting me! Uh. Losa's eyes are black. Sahela's fingers are white under her grasp. Let me go! Please! A sinister smile spreads across Losa's lips. She jerks the elf toward her. Chatty, chatty elf. Chatty elf. All the answers. I wonder what your blood tastes like. Losa, please. Shit. You, you must not defend her. She wakes if she is weakened. We must hurt her to protect her, you see? Uh, okay. I bet the elf blood tastes like honey, like nectar, like joy itself. Let's find out. So, I have to beat up Losa to... I think she's possessed, which is not, uh, ideal. So let's, uh, fucking turn you into a chicken. Yeah. You're a chicken. I hope I don't have to kill her, because that means I'd have to use a resurrection scroll to bring her back. And I don't want to waste a resurrection scroll on this crap. But we shall see. You guys want to help? It is almost enough. Oh, nice kick. A few more hits. She comes back to us when she is weaker. You okay? Hey! Yeah, thanks. Come back, sweetie. Stop running. Come here. You're fine. Stop running! What? Don't look at me like that. Uh... 
<laughs> Hang an arm around her shoulder and tell her to lighten up. You're happy to meet her that other thing half. has nothing to do with me. It's just a visitor. A fly that won't buzz off. Glad it didn't freak you out too much, though. I know this kind of stuff can be weird if you aren't used to it. Smile and tell her the weirder the better. <laughs> Look at us. A merry band of freaks are we. Let's keep moving. I want to get out of this bloody place as soon as possible. Uh, let's go. Okay, so she's got issues, but hey, who doesn't? I wanted to talk to this damn elf. Could you not interrupt me? But she turns towards you when you approach. She smiles as though she recognizes you, though she couldn't have seen your face. Ah, hello. So much, so much you suffer. So much suffering you have and you make. Does causing pain stop yours? Uh, yeah, absolutely. Total, total sadist over here. Uh, ask how did she knows about I that. See it before my eyes. Tell her you're only getting started. The blood of your enemies is like a balm for your soul. Dear one, no. Your anger. No, I should not say. You must discover for yourself. She takes your hand. I wish you only healing. It looks mm -hmm. like she wants to speak further, but she hesitates, shakes her head. No, surely it cannot be. Uh, say so you're looking for a way out of Fort her Joy. Shoot up. There can be a way. Amiro knows. But he is gone. Do you see him? He knows how to leave. Ask about this Amaro. My protector, my friend. An elf like me, with a spirit bright as new leaves. He tries to help me, to save me. And he suffers very much. He is caught by those who hurt him. I wish so much for his return. And he tells you what you seek. A way out. You bring me great peace. Thank you, my friend. I miss him very much. I see something that helps. I see a lizard. He is a lizard of many dreams, of far feeling. You do not free Amiro without him. Interesting. Uh... Okay, you don't have anything to sell. I think I'm done talking to you. So, we now have a quest to save her friend. And there's a little hidden room over here that we can go into for another quest. 725 XP, don't mind if I do. Another identifying glass, cool. Pretty sure you only need one, but I'm not, yeah. Having more can't hurt. Uh, pickaxe. That's worth a hundred gold, I'll take it. Hello. What in the world are you? I I'm an elf. Can it be an elf? Oh I have been abominably rude. Please forgive me. I'm so very out of practice. It's been so long since I met another living soul in my day. Your kind were most mysterious. I'd heard only rumors. I'd never met an elf myself. Oh, I, I've been a cad. It is so shameful for me to ask. But why are you trapped a down here? A king it was. 
Bracchus Rex by name. The Order of the Source Hunters discovered a great horror upon this prison isle, and I was sent to stop it. Yet my failure was absolute. I am not fit to bear the insignia of the Source Hunters any longer. Please, good lady, you must free me. Prize this spear from my chest, where it has been stuck fast for the last thousand years. Uh, so you can't imagine his torment all too well, but would it be wise to free an undead? Say he's in luck, you delight in setting trapped creatures free. Oh, sure, let's you, set him free. Bless you. Seize the spear. End this degradation. I beg you. Okay. It's stuck fast. Uh, can you take it? Hey, got it. I got it. Good madam. You've set my body free. Free to crumble to dust at last. But my spirit, blast, I remain trapped in this moldering skeleton yet. Uh, ask what binds him. Spell most terrible. I have heard of such magic, but have never known anyone so foul as to employ it. Bracchus Rex, may maggots lace his entrails. Yeah, right. After he interred me in this cell, he must have drawn my very soul away from me and stored it elsewhere in the fort. Thus, he has bound me entirely to the mundane realm. But I know this place well. I could lead you to its likely location. In turn, you would find a path straight out of this fort. My freedom for yours. What say you? Yeah. Marvelous, my friend. Hey, Marvelous. level up. You'll first have to get inside the fort itself. There's a secret switch on a statue of the Seven in the courtyard. Surely you know it. The switch will open a hatch, and you'll be led into the prison's main floor. I suspect that within Bracchus's phylactery room, you will find the container which ensnares my soul. He has likely disguised it well, but search there for another hidden switch. Okay. Bracchus would have made me a supplicant, a slave to these walls. With your help, I'll die. At last, with dignity. Um. Okay, bye. So we got the spear, which is actually good. Um. It's a finesse weapon, but it's not a dagger, so. I don't think it's going to be something we can actually use. But we did get a level up, so that is going to substantially make us stronger. I think we are going to put some points into Constitution. Uh, you're going to put some more points. We have Warfare, we have Scoundrel. I don't think we need anything else in Poly, so we could... Points into dual wielding, which is going to increase our damage and our dodge, which could be good. I think we're going to do that. And nice, we got a new ability. Um, escapist, no. Executioner's good, but no. Gorilla, hothead, leech, living armor, mnemonic. Opportunist is always good, but I think I want a 
good. Where's the one that makes it so I can walk past people without getting attack of opportunity? That's Duck Duck Goose. So I need Huntsman for Duck Duck Goose, and I don't have Huntsman yet. Shoot. It's too late to respec, so I think we'll get Duck Duck Goose next for right now. I think we'll go for... Could go for Executioner or the Pawn. Uh, it's tough. I've gone for Executioner before. Let's just try the Pawn. It's going to give us one extra action point per turn, so we'll always have seven out of eight, which is really good. Try that. Uh, for Losa, we can obviously take uh, Lone Wolf, which is going to make her substantially stronger. We can put more points into... Let's go for a Constitution Strength Split. Is she gonna, she's going to be our tank character. And, ugh, I have points in two-handed. I definitely picked wrong on her starting class, but that's fine. We can respec her after Act 1. She's got four in Warfare. What else would we want her specced into? Decisions, decisions. Could go Necromancer. That's going to heal her. And she deals damage. Summoner, Hydro, ugh. Decisions are difficult. Decisions are really difficult. I really should have had a better plan for my... my secondary character for Losa. Uh, maybe we'll just put more points into Warfare for now. That's probably fine. We can always fix all of this the later on. Clouded and gray, but it stares at you with a its eyes clear, and it shakes its head. Okay. Take that cup of tea. Rubbish. Thanks. Don't call it rubbish. That's tea, woman. All right. So, good stuff down there. What else can we do? What else can we do? There are some frogs over here that we could fight. That might be worth the trouble if we can actually win. Uh, let's scooch that out of the way. Get that out of the way. Gotta break our way through this barricade. Alright. Actually, hang on, hang on, hang on. We need to go poison all of our weapons. Seeing that poison on the ground reminded me. So let's go upgrade our weapons and see what else we can do. Yeah, give me that ooze barrel. So we're gonna combine. I wonder if it'll work on this, because it has air damage on it. It does! Nice! Nice. Let's upgrade our shivs. 
Alright, dope. And let's just, uh... Throw that back there, cool. Blacksmith has anything that would be helpful. She's probably got some gold. She's a blacksmith after all. Amidst a crowd of screws, bolts, and scraps of metal, the woman is manipulating a glove-like contraption fitted with five long metal skewers. She doesn't look up as you approach. Ooh. I'm actually gonna rob her. Um. Yeah, 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 yeah. Hey, Losa. Come talk to her, please. Amidst a crowd of right, let's quick save just in case anything goes wrong. Hey. Who the fuck sees me? Nice. I want that ring. I want those lockpicks. And Empty potion bottles are always useful. <clears throat> Let's grab a resurrection scroll, and then top off with another hundred gold. Alright, nice. Run away! Before she notices she's been robbed. Alright, so we could fight the crocs, we could fight the frogs down in that dungeon, or there's a fight over here that we could do, right up here, which I think We'll try. They're only level two. I should be able to take them. Come on, lads. Lasses. Right. Let's see how this goes. Looky, looky here, mates. A fresh face. A fresh face. Yes, we do. Why don't you join us in a round of chuffed? You glance at your hand. Two purple monarchs. A hard hand to beat. Sorry, skipped a little dialogue there. They invited us to play cards. Play your hand. hand Unfortunately, two is less than five, and that's how many purples I've got. I reckon that makes me the winner. I'll be having your fee then. Uh what? I'm sure the Reds told you. No one gets along without paying the internment fee. So, let's make this easy. Empty your pockets. Well, this is clearly a shakedown. Um, Are you really going to make this so hard, Freshie? Uh, yeah. We'll see about that, Freshie. Let's fucking fight, bitch. You started this shit. Right, so we got 23 physical armor there, 23 there, and 23 there. So we might just as well focus old ravioli boy. He is almost dead. Let's go ahead and do a Flesh Sacrifice. We can probably kill him with this attack, I'm guessing, so let's do that. Not pop Adrenaline just yet. Ow, dick. Just lighting everybody on fire, like a dick. Let's come over here. Don't fucking miss, girl, come on. How much damage does this do? We might be able to knock her down. Let's see what happens. Nope. Oh well. We'll be fine. 
would have been nice if we could, but not a big deal that we can't. Let's backstab him. Once more. Let's go ahead and adrenaline. This hopefully we'll finish him. It did. Then we'll just come in and trap her. Let's just start swinging for the fences. Oh, yeah. Look at that damage. Oh, look at that damage. 750 XP, not bad. Not a hard fight at all. Let's go ahead and take what they had. Potion. Lockpicks. Nice. And Slug's Axe. With 5% crit on it. Not bad. Is that an upgrade? We've got a club that hits for 67. So we could drop that down to 5 to 7, but with 5% crit, that's probably worth the upgrade, but I don't really want to go bother putting poison on it for such a small upgrade. So I think we're just going to say we're good. I wonder if I can fight just this Magister. Ooh, she's a level four. You there? I'm looking for an inmate. He wears a large bronze ring with a dragon stamped into it. Name of Migo. Have you seen him? Uh. Useless. It is a very important matter that I locate this Migo. Tell me if you hear mention of him. Oh, I think I know about that guy. And I'm pretty sure to do that quest, I'm going to need a Yarrow Flower, which I'm pretty sure I find on, I out front over here. Let's just go check. I'm pretty sure there's a Yarrow Flower, like, right here. And once I find that guy, if I give him the flower, I don't have to fight him. And then we can go turn in that quest. That's just a long branch. Damn. Come on, flower. I need a Yarrow flower. Shift shield. Ooh, glad I came over here. Look at all these mushrooms. We can turn those into healing potions. Right. I'd say that was worth the detour. Alright, so we can go fight the crocodiles, or we can go fight the frogs. Not sure which one's going to be easier. Oh, and some whisper wood, too. Nice. These things are good. I think we need to do some inventory management. We got a ring. Five magic armor and 12 HP. We'll probably put that on our tank character. Hopefully she'll be the one taking damage. Um, do we have any other upgrades? No. No, I don't think so. Okay. Uh, you know, let's just go f try and fight the crocs. We're a lot stronger than we were last time. Let's just, let's just give it a go. See what happens. If we can't do it, we can't do it, but I want to try. Oh, you have a spell slot. 
can't learn that, can I? No. Ugh. Starting a new character is hard, man. So many things you need before your build starts to come together, but you just don't have it at the beginning. Alright, let's go ahead and quick save and let's see if we can get this done. Alright. Standing right next to an oil barrel. That is not ideal. Let's just bring you over here. Maybe I should chameleon cloak. Let's just do it. Probably not a good use of our AP there, but whatever. It's gonna delay turn. Okay, kinda hoping they would get in a little closer. God, if I get up there, they're just gonna rip me apart. What I kinda wanna do is to bait them back over here and then light them on fire. So we're gonna back up. We're gonna back you up. Turn and hope they come over here. Let's delay turn again. That one's close enough to the oil. I think it'll catch on fire. Oh, shit. Actually gonna back you up one more time. Uh, let's just eat some shit. Sure. That should heal us up and give us some buffs, hopefully. Poison resistance, meh. Your turn. We're gonna back you up. Yeah. If we can get them right in this oil field, we're gonna hit them with a, a fireball spell. Which I would imagine will do a lot of damage. Nice. Okay, we got one in the one in. Ow. Alright, while we're waiting for the other ones, let's just start beating this one up. Good damage right there. Oh dear, that is not how I want it to position. That is unfortunate as fuck. But we're gonna deal with it. Let's bring you over. Let's start stabbing this bitch. Eh, got him poisoned, not bad. Yes, yes, come stand in the oil, fools. Stop spreading the oil, fool. Um, let's go ahead and encourage. Finish off that croc. Let's back up to here. Nice. Okay. Let's get you out of the oil. End your turn. 
And you... Actually, let's back you up over here out of the oil. Because this is going to spread like crazy when I do this. Let's hit him with a fireball. Eh. Could have done more. Could have done less. It's fine. Let's drink a potion. And turn. Yeah. That really didn't go as well as I was hoping. <laughs> but I'm feeling good. I think we got this. I think we got it. Too far? Come on. We'll blink behind it so we don't have to waste AP moving. And just fuck him up. Oh, one health. Come on. Maybe he'll burn to death. Maybe we'll get lucky and he'll just take a little bit of fire damage. Or we can do that. That gets the fire out of our way. She's moving slow from oil, but that's okay. And turn. Stab him. Stab him again. Turn him into a chicken. Nice. Hey! I think we have successfully beaten the crocodiles. Which is a very good thing. Alright. Nicely done, team. Nicely done. Now, these bad boys are going to have the gloves of teleportation, which are very good set of gloves. They're going to grant us the ability to use, uh, grant us the skill teleport, and we can put those on, let's put them on you. And we'll take these gloves and put them on you. See if there's anything else around here that we want. And now, now that we have those gloves, we can go get a nice one-handed sword for Losa. Um, I guess we can eat all of these body parts with our elf lady. Maybe we'll get some something? I don't know. Early memories are overshadowed by a terrifying death. A tempest of teeth, scales, and snarls. Okay. Looking around for joy, you feel excited. A new environment to explore, new people to meet, new challenges to overcome. Who knows what could happen here? Okay. You are ever sodden, ever sandy. The smell of guts and sea waste cling to you like a ghost. You sought freedom, the life of a seaman. Huh. Interesting. I wonder, do you, uh, intestines have an effect on us? as an elf if we eat them. No, those are just for something else. What do they do? Sets diseased for three turns. Gross. Okay, don't eat intestines. Got it. Got it. Now we can come up here and use our new fancy teleportation skills to go get that beer out on that island. 
And you know me, I like beer. Nice. Alright, let's go back to the beach. Put our party back together. And we're gonna go get that hidden chest right up here. Using our fancy new gloves. Woohoo! I finally have a good gem. Nice, Steph. What kind of gem did you get? Tell me all about it. <clears throat> Once we get this other good weapon, we should be in pretty decent shape for the early game fights. So we're going to teleport you right up there. hope that's not locked. I don't think it is, but... Got a two-handed sword. And, ooh, Huntsman chest armor. Nice. Let's just get the rest of the stuff up here. So what that's going to do is it's going to let um, Sybil use the heal skill, the Huntsman heal skill that we got for her earlier on by eating that head. And that way we don't have to put points into Huntsman to do that, at least not yet. And the good sword is up here. It wasn't that two-hander that we picked up. Uh, the Viper's Tongue, 9 to 11 base damage. 600 XP, too. Nice. Nice. Alright, then we can get back down here using the vines. Where's my fancy new sword? There she be. Climb on these. Ouch. I'm sorry. It was rude of me. Alright, so we can put that there. We can give you. Oh, but then I'd have to drop that chest piece, which is a shame. But that's fine. Or is it? Oh, shit. That's tough. Alright. It's not perfectly ideal, but at least we can put the good blue chest piece on you which is going to make you more tanky. It gives her finesse, which doesn't actually do anything for her. So we're kind of wasting that finesse point. But given the options, I think that's going to be the most value we can get. So let's come back to town. Let's go ahead and upgrade the Viper's Tongue that we just got. I suppose I could just teleport here, huh? And then we'll talk to that guy who wanted us to get the teleportation gloves. So we'll combine that with Viper's Tongue. Put that back down there. Uh, 30 to 39 or 32 to 41. Nice, okay. So we want them in that configuration for maximum damage. Hello, friend. So, what's the news? What's the news? 
Um, we have the teleporter. Well, I certainly got lucky with you, didn't I? The way out's nice and secluded. It starts in a little hidden alcove on the beach. Give All right. I'll show you where to go. And hurry, not a tick of the clock to spare. All right. Meet you there, bub. Bubby boy. Let's see, where are we going? We're going right here. So we're going to pass through that pretty little cave again. Oh, the gem is 26.2% physical up. Really low increase to stamina cost, dude. That is a good gem. Is it cursed? Does it have a negative curse affix on it? Or is it just a... Uh... Oh, wait. No, that is the curse. Is the increase to stamina cost. That's a solid gem, dude. That's an A-tier gem. Not quite S-tier, but it's A-tier. Happy for you. Alright, bub. What's the what's the sitch? How do you want to do this? Now, teleport me down to the ledge behind me near the tree stump. I'll bring you right after. Oh, we're almost free. Can you taste the ale? Oh, the scent of home. <laughs> sure. Alright, so next to the tree stump, we're gonna teleport you. Sea rock by the torch. Uh, sorry, where? I don't see a mossy rock by a torch. Do you guys see a mossy rock by a torch? Because I don't. I think that's where he wanted to go. Smells better here above that pit. Thanks for the help. And good luck getting yourself out. Oh. Looks like it's just you and me, Stumpley. Huh, you dick. You dick. Well, at least we got 1200 XP for that. If I ever find that guy, I'm gonna fucking kill him. Oh. I don't have a way out of here, do I? We seem to be stuck down here all by our lonesome. Now we got a bloody hand and a soggy note. Let's see. These are my last words. I ask that one of my kind, my own heart, re reads them. Dear one, consume me and remember I am not lost here forever. May you leave and take me with you, please. Okay. Let's, uh, let's eat a hand. You thought hard on the location of your fortune before passing. You wanted an elf to find it. You urge whoever tastes your flesh to go and enjoy what you cannot. Okay, where's your fortune? Did you add that shit to my map? Oh, look at that. 
Hidden treasure. Neato. You know what I wonder? Can we do... <laughs> we can. We can pass the gloves from party member to party member. And then teleport you out of this ditch. Nice. Nicely done. Put your gloves back on. Put your gloves on. And I think that's going to be a good place to stop episode three, guys. Thank you all for watching and chilling with me. I'm hoping you're enjoying Divinity Sin original uh, to uh, uh, something. I don't know what it's called. Hey. Hey. What's that? Look at that. There's a chest over there. Hang on. Hang on. I've never noticed that before. Bouncing shield. A belt? God damn it. Should have got those pants earlier. Oh, well. <laughs> Anyways, cool find there at the end. Uh, I love this game. I'm definitely going to be playing it more, so I hope you guys are enjoying it. If you are, let me know down in those comments below. That's what we're going to call this live stream for today. And we did a little over three hours, so I hope you all enjoyed, and we'll be back with more very, very soon. Love your faces, beard heart. See you next time. Bye-bye. Sensational, I think, to be able to do something I've wanted to do for a long time, <clears throat> but have... Uh shied away from doing it for many reasons and that is to talk about some of the interesting things that have happened to me uh, <clears throat> I don't know how important they might be but but they are interesting to me and I thought I'd like to at least reminisce over some of the strangeness in my life God knows I've had a lot of it well I know so, a little bit about some of it and it has been phenomenally fascinating uh, what you, even as a little boy it started, I mean these things are just uh, remarkable so uh, we had an email uh, and two of them I think from uh, people who are looking very much forward to hearing some of your strange events so let's let's go to it okay well I think I would like to start off by just giving you some background about my family uh, when I was growing up as a kid, my mom used to tell me from time to time, you know, we'd sit uh, and talk about the family, and I would ask her about my grandfather and about the family, and, and, uh, and you know, as a kid. And she would always tell me that you are from the Carroll family, and she would always spell it C-A-R-R. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino. With cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you Lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. O double L Carroll family, and she said your your family and ancestry goes back to Virginia 
and Washington, D.C., the uh-huh. John Carroll family. Uh-huh. And so, of course, that and two bucks will get you a cup of coffee. I have no oh, idea yeah. what she's talking about. Yeah. <laughs> and so uh, it wasn't, and, and I, I, I remember her talking about that quite a few times. And she even talked with the uh, Senator Claude Pepper on radio about the Carroll family. And I remember Senator Claude Pepper talking about the Carroll family and, and, and my mom and her family. <clears throat> so I know there was some validity to it because yeah. I heard a congressman or a senator, senator. Uh, you know, agreeing with her. Mm-hmm. And so uh, <clears throat> it wasn't until later in life, back in the year, uh, I guess, 90s and the mid-90s, when I came across a book called Rulers of Evil by Tupper Saucy. Rulers of Evil, and it's on my website under recommended materials. You can go get it there. But um, <clears throat> Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. In the book, Tupper Saucy talks about the founding of the United States of America. Uh-huh. And he talks about the, the family that was very, very instrumental, was called the Carroll family. Uh-huh. From, uh, double Virginia. R, double L. Right. And, and, <laughs> and he said that uh, the Carroll family was a, if I'm, not, if I'm remembering this correctly, as a, as a uh, Jesuit Catholic family, a very wealthy Mm-hmm. at the founding of this country, very wealthy family. And so <clears throat> when George Washington and the founding fathers needed a place to set up the central government, the federal government, uh, he brought out in his book that it was the Carroll family who donated the property, which today we refer to as Washington, D.C. Oh, is, it, is that then, all, it was, huh? It, just it was just part Washington, D.C. Uh, yeah. yeah, Washington, D.C. was <laughs> owned by the Carroll family. And it was uh, donated to George Washington and the Founding Fathers as a donation. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. (gasps) No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. And then when I read that, I thought, wow, that's what my mom was telling me about, the Carroll family. Then later on, uh, the, the movie came out, um, National Treasure. And, uh, and in the beginning of the movie, National Treasure, it's about the Carroll family. 
And as a matter of fact, one of the very first scenes in the movie is Martin Landau, that sensational actor. Martin Landau is is uh, in a, a horse covered a horse carriage, and they are getting him out of town. And it's a stormy night, and 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 beneath him on the screen it says the Carroll John Carroll of the Carroll family. Hmm. And that was in National Treasure, the very opening scenes in National Treasure. And uh, and so I, I was shocked again. There it is in movies, the Carroll family. And so uh, the bottom line is, is that for whatever it's worth, I just thought, you know, I'd like to tell you, I'd like for somebody to know, not that it's going to do me any good, but, <clears throat> but that my family, the Carroll family from Washington, D.C. and Virginia area, was my ancestor. So, in a point of in point of fact, I, I, I've often mused that if I had the money, I would like to hire a really, really uh, high class lawyer firm, law firm, and sue the flying hell out of Washington D.C. and demand my property back. My family gave it to the people of America, not to the fascist. Uh, murdering uh, criminals that run our country today. I would like my po- I'd like my property back and get all of that crap off of my property. So That's really fascinating, Jordan. Amazing that your family donated Washington DC yep. the property to the government re- of these now rotten United States. Yeah. Yeah, and my mom used to tell me that all the time and like I said it wasn't mm-hmm. until I was much older, <clears throat> but I did remember she talked on the radio one time on ABC Radio in Los Angeles uh-huh. uh, when when Senator Claude Pepper, who was the highest ranking Democrat at that time, mm-hmm. uh, was happened to be on the air and she called and was talking to him and I was in the other room listening to the conversation and I remember Senator Claude Pepper talking about yes the Carroll family and your family was the Carroll family, and et cetera, et cetera. And he went on talking about the importance of that of that name and, and what my family had done. And so I just thought that was interesting. I'd like for, the you know, like I said, I don't know where it could go, but I just would like for the world to know it was my family that owned the property that we call today Washington, D.C. Let me ask you a question or two about this. This is fascinating. Uh, the Masonic and Luciferian, impact that was laid on the land that your family donated to this this country in the beginning your family was not involved with that part of it i imagine they were probably shocked uh, as to what happened and who really was running this country yeah well from what i remember my mom telling me and from what i've read and heard uh, the carroll family was uh, a jesuit catholic family they were jesuit and uh, I'm not, and I'm not Catholic or Jesuit, but I was born Catholic. Uh, uh-huh. But uh, but the mere fact that it was a Jesuit family, and they were, and, and from what I gathered, it was a very wealthy family, and they had a lot of land, and uh, uh-huh. and they donated a, a large truck of land, you know, to the government. Yeah, yeah, it is. Who who so, do you think uh, laid out the grid? And it is a, a very specific uh, grid of intent. The geography of the city of Washington D.C. Who do you think did that? Jesuits well, I, or others? Uh, I'm sure the Jesuits, because they are very, very crafty people. 
they are very much involved in government and finance, high finance, international banking, world law, uh, all of the real power centers of the world today. Jesuits dominate. And so, uh, and so I, I'm sure that there's a real story here uh, that I'm bringing out at the last minute before I leave this world. But at least, uh, at least uh, it gives somebody opportunity to look into it for me. And I would not be a bit surprised if, if a lot of my ancestry has been wiped off, you know, wiped out, so that there's, you know, you oh, can't really erased, find it. of course, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it sure. wouldn't surprise me any, but I just remember what my mom and my, and her sister and mm-hmm. and when my aunts would come over, my mom's sister, they would talk about the Carroll family and 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 I I think I said my mom had two uncles who lived in my, my hometown, mm-hmm. and they were both appointed to the federal bench. <clears throat> One was Bob Carroll, and the other was Frank Carroll. Mm. And so I know, if nothing else, I do remember going as a little kid with my mom to see uh, two mm-hmm. federal judges in town. I didn't mm-hmm. know what it was all about, but I was going to see her uncles who were the Carrolls. Mm-hmm. So I know that that's legitimate, and I know that the Carroll family were involved with the founding of this country. As a matter of fact, I think one of the John Carroll signed the Declaration of Independence. And he was the only Catholic. Uh, to do so, and it was either the Constitution or the Declaration of Independence that Carroll signed, and so his name's on there, John Carroll. And so, <clears throat> I just thought that was uh, of, of value, even though it doesn't mean anything for me. But at least it is of value to know that uh, you know what, what my ancestry is all about. <clears throat> but anyway, um, here's uh, here's hold on. Uh, Charles Carroll, C-A-R-R-O-L-L, of Carrollton. Yes. R-R-L-L, signatory of the Declaration of Independence. Yes. He was elected to the Continental Congress on July 4th, 1776, and remained a delegate until 1778. How's that? That's exactly right. That's what my mom was telling me. Yep. So, Good job. Well, you know, and, that, and, and when you think about it, Jordan, I, excuse me, I didn't mean to interrupt, right. but no. you, you look at it now and the hope and the vision and the goodness that went into this whole establishing of, of the country, the Declaration of Independence, the Constitution, the greatest document probably in, in history, <clears throat> and look at the at the actual blackness that is Washington, D.C. It's the center of Luciferian satanic evil on the planet. That argument can be made. Of that, there is no doubt to anyone with an IQ of uh, over 40 that Washington, D.C. is the the center for all of the demonic depravity and filth that's going on 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 the inhabited earth. And it's my country I was concerned about America, because I grew up in a country that I loved and my family worked in, right. and all of my family you know, worked hard uh, to 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 be a part of America, and only to find out that it's been taken over by criminals, yeah. liars, yeah. thieves. Well, there's and, uh, there's world so. Zionism. Charles Carroll, 
never would have imagined when he signed the Declaration of Independence on July 4th, 1776, that the net result would be what we're looking at right now. You're right. Exactly right. But just keep in mind, though, that 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 family was a Catholic Jesuit family. Yeah. Well, that underscores the arguments that the Jesuits are are maybe at the top. Yep. Well, that's what I think. That's. That's what I choose to believe based mm-hmm. on my 56 years of looking into all of this. But then on the other hand, it's always amazed me that this is what's always been in my blood. As a child, I was always interested in the dark side of things, and the political and, you know, and asking the right questions to find out what's really going on. Right. And uh, then I come to find out later on in life, when it's too late, (laughs) of my ancestry. But I do think it's interesting. I've spent my whole life pursuing knowledge of politics and religion and and, and, and the real conspiracies behind all of this. So that, like I said, that two bucks will get you a cup of coffee. But anyway, I just wanted to establish that to start with. That's a great opener. All right, Maestro. uh, and so in 1989, now I've had so many uh, strange experiences even as a child, but we'll get into some of those things later. Uh, but I think a, a, a nice place to start would be in 1989 uh, in Los Angeles. I I went to a, a Whole Life Expo, which our dear friend Paul <clears throat> Paul Andrews was putting on a masterful show called the uh-huh. Whole Life Expo. Right. And uh, And... <clears throat> I only had a few bucks on me, but I was going to see. I didn't know what it was all about, but it looked interesting. So I went to this big conference uh, at the uh, at the Hilton Hotel, at the airport Hilton. And my God, there must have been 20,000 people there. It was an enormous event. And I'm walking down the aisles, <clears throat> and, of course, all of the vendors all have big tables. They're all on the line. And they got big signs on each table, and I came across a table of a, of a psychic, and his picture was up on the wall, and his and his name was Kenny Kingston. Oh and, sure. Uh, yeah, and Kenny Kingston was supposedly uh, you know referred to as a psychic to the stars. Kenny <clears> was <throat> on the program here several times. He, yeah, uh, and Kenny was fascinating. I, I used yeah. to do shows with him. I sometimes oh, I come on as a really? warm up. Yeah, I used to do warm-up for him. I, no kidding. I'd come on and talk, <clears throat> I'd come on and talk about the occult world and spirituality, et cetera, et cetera, and then I would introduce the speaker, Kenny Kingston. You know, So I, I was very close friends with Kenny. But anyway, <clears throat> when I first met him, uh, I, I saw his picture, and he had all of these pictures on the wall of him with famous people. I mean the 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 Queen Mum and oh, the top and, uh, and, top and echelon. all of the yeah. royalty of Europe, yeah. uh, and so uh, and he was said to be the psychic to the stars. Well, at that time I didn't know what a psychic was; I wasn't interested. But I was interested in the fact that this man has, has seen in the company of some of the most powerful people in the world. And whatever he's doing, he must be doing good at it because he's with all these important people. So I thought, I want to see what he's doing. And so I came up to the table, and and there was a sign that said, for $10, you buy a a little audio tape or a a little pamphlet 
<clears throat> that he wrote about spirituality, etc., and uh, he would give you a one-minute complimentary reading to show you what he can do, to give you a, a psychic reading. And so I thought that sounded interesting. It's only $10. So so I, I got the uh, pamphlet and I was reading it. Well, the way it worked is that there were so many people in the aisles <clears throat> that uh, if you're going to talk to Kenny, you have to line up next to the table, single file, and you go to the end of the table. The next person to see him would go to the end of the table, and Kenny was facing away from the aisle facing away from the, the people uh-huh. so you have to go around and then turn around and now facing him and and talk with him <clears throat> and so uh i was reading the pamphlet and it didn't occur to me that i was i was holding up the line until i looked up and i saw that the person ahead of me had already gone and talked to kenny and, and left and uh, and and uh, and i was holding up the line and so the moment i saw that uh, Kenny Kingston turned around. He had a swivel chair. He turned around to see if there was anybody else in line, and our eyes met. And the first thing he said to me, I had never seen him before. I had no idea who he was or what he could do or what he was doing. And when our eyes met, he pointed at me very deliberately, and he said, You've come back. They have brought you back. And I, and I said, Are you talking to me? He said, Yes, you. You have come back. And and I said, I don't understand. He said, you are going to expose religion, the demonic depravity of religion and government. You're going to expose conspiracies around the world, and you're going to be very famous doing that because they have brought you back to do that. And and I was I was amazed what he was you know, what he was talking about. And he said, they have brought you back. And he said, and then he said, you are going to make some of the most powerful enemies a man can make in this world. But at the same time, you will attract the attention of some extraordinarily powerful people who will know who you are. And they will know what you are doing here. And they will protect you, but you will never know who your protectors are. You will never know who your enemies are. But the people who know who you are and want to protect you so you can do your job, he said, they are going to put a circle around you, which means out on the street, wherever you go in this world, whatever you do, there's a circle that's been put around you by some extraordinarily powerful people in this world that uh, are protecting you. And that circle simply means nobody to touch you. Nobody. And he says, so they're doing this, but you don't know who they are, but they know who you are. And they are protecting you so that you can do what you have to do. So, I, you know, that was one of my first entries into the world of psychics. And, and I had other, you know, other experiences with Kenny, but that was just the beginning to awaken Kenny was a, a, a very nice man. I, I oh, always very, enjoyed very, very. being, his energy was very kind, caring, and uh, sprightly almost. He was uh, oh, yeah. interesting. Yeah. I, and I love Kenny, and I used to, like I said, I've done shows with Kenny and introduced him at different uh, conferences, and he and I would speak on the stage together. 
So, uh, but anyway, that was that was one uh, that was one of my beginnings, uh, and then second, uh, I was uh, I was asked to speak at a conference, and I've spoke at at so many conferences and conventions and seminars all around the world. But I was asked and back in the I think it's about 1995 that I was asked by uh, the conference people to speak at, as a and be a keynote speaker in Pasadena at a big UFO kind of a convention. And uh, so about a week before the 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 conference, uh, the owner, the guys putting it together. Uh, called me and they said we're going over to Pasadena to look at the hotel uh, that that we'll go, you know, you'll be speaking at you want to go with us and I said sure so we went over and we're looking at the room and and what is, you know what it's going to be like when we get there and then they said to me we were sitting in the lobby and they said to me <clears throat> what are you going to need uh, for your presentation, do you need a blackboard or do you need a, uh, a projectors or what is it you're going to need to do your presentation? And I said to them, look at all I want is just a table. I want a table and a chair, period. I want to be able to sit before uh, an audience like a teacher with all of my documents and papers and everything laid out on the table. And so I just want to talk to the audience uh, without any glitz, without any glamour, uh, and talk with them about the, the, the kind of research I've been doing. And so uh, the, the, the guy who owned the conference said, he said, okay, here's what I'll do. Uh, I'm going to put uh, a camera, a video camera uh, on you uh, and, and on stage, and I'm going to have the, the cameraman sit in a... Uh, uh, a bar stool behind you with the camera behind you so that when you pick up the piece of paper and talk about the document, hold it up so that he can zoom in on it because he's going to be right there over your shoulder uh -huh. the whole time. So hold it up so he can zoom in on it, and we'll have closed-circuit TV so everybody will be able to read it together. And so that next week it came off fine. It came off great. And uh, and, and uh, so at the end of the evening, when we were all going home, the guy who was uh, sitting on the stage with me, the cameraman, he came over and he said, Jordan, my, my wife and I would like to have you come to dinner tonight. Would you come over? And I said, of course. So I went, uh, I, I followed them home, and they lived in Pasadena at a very nice uh, uh, condo upstairs. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And so uh, his wife was in the kitchen fixing dinner, and uh, he and I were sitting in the front room gabbing about UFOs and everything else, and we were just sitting there talking. And then uh, after a little bit, the wife comes out and says to him in front of me, she said, have you told him yet? And and I was it was kind of shocking to me. And he, and he said to her, "No, I wasn't going to tell him till after dinner." <laughs> and I said, "Tell me what?" And he said, "Well, I I got an ulterior motive for inviting you here. Something I have to tell you." And he said, "I've told this story to so many people. My wife has heard it over and over, and now I am going to tell you a story from long ago." And he said, "I just turned fifty years old." 
just uh, about a week and a half ago, and he said, and when I was 17 years old on the East Coast, I think he said Massachusetts or somewhere like that on the East Coast, he said, one summer, my, I, I was thumbing my way after school was out. I was thumbing my way to go visit my cousin. And he says, so I'm out in the highway thumbing a ride, and this old man in a beat-up, dirty, filthy uh, pickup truck that looked about as old as he was. And he said, but at least he stopped and gave me a ride. So he said, when I got in, the, the cab smelled terrible. He was smoking cigarettes. Pipes, uh, you know, all kinds, of, anything that would burn, he was smoking it. And he said, it stunk terrible. It was an old man, but at least it's a right. And he says, as we were driving off, he began, this old man began telling me everything about me and my family that nobody would know. He was telling me about my, my dad's work and his partners and my girlfriend and my mother. And, and he said there was nothing he didn't know about us exactly correct. And he said, I was astonished that this old man knows so much about me and my family, and he's absolutely correct on everything. And he said when he finally let me out, as I was getting out, he told me, he said, everything I've told you up to now was to get your attention and to entertain you. And he said, before you go, I'm going to tell you something important now. He said, after you're 50 years old, you're going to be on the other side of this country. And one morning, you're going to be in a big hotel and a big meeting room with lots of people and you're going to be sitting on a very tall chair on the stage with a man who's sitting at a table on the stage, and you're going to be uh, you're going to be uh, with a camera. And that camera, he said, uh, the old man told him, that camera does not exist right now, but it will exist then, and you will be operating that camera over his shoulder so that whenever he picks up a piece of paper the people in the audience will be able to see it. And he says, so when that happens, you tell that man, I put him there. It was my idea for him to sit at that table and that chair with you sitting behind him with a camera. I put him there. So you tell him that. So he'll not, he won't misunderstand and think it was his idea. Right. You tell him, I put him there. And when he told me that, that so visibly sh shook me that I got up and left. I went outside and walked down the street, and I was really af afraid. And he came out, my friend came out and walked with me for a little bit. Mm -hmm. And he said, I just had to tell you that because the old man told me to tell you that he put you in, in uh, where you were t this morning. He put you there, and it's his will, not yours. So I don't know what that means. I have no idea, and I'm not verifying anything. You need to understand this. I am not verifying anything. I'm just telling you what happened. Yeah. Because so many times, uh, I, I give you an example of what I'm talking about when I say I'm not verifying. You know, I, I may have some, I've had it happen. Sometimes uh, somebody will come up to me, some lady will come up and say, Jordan, I just think you're an angel. And I said, well, thank you. And I, I you know, whatever that means. So mm -hmm. I think, 
Then later on, I tell somebody on the on the radio show, I said, well, I had a lady come up to me a few days ago, and she thought I was an angel. Immediately, the next day, the, the, the web is alive and jumping. Jordan Maxwell said he was an angel. And, and you know, Jordan Maxwell must be a lunacy. He must be a, a, a loon, a goofy. He yeah. said he's an angel. Mm-hmm. And the point of fact, I you know, I'm just amazed at what what people will do to you when you tell them the truth. And the point was, I didn't say I was an angel. I merely said that this was what a young lady told me. And so this is why I'm saying again, what I'm telling you tonight, and will tell you in the future. I am not verifying anything. I'm just telling you what happened. So anyway, that's uh, that was uh, as startling to me. That These are very very interesting uh, markers along the roadway. Oh You've yeah, got so oh, many yeah. of them. Uh, yeah, no doubt about it. Uh, the other thing I was going to tell you about is that my dear friend, uh, he's gone now. I'm assuming I haven't heard from him in a long time. Was Bob Leeds? Bob was an important man in Hollywood and the motion picture business, and. Um, one uh, one morning, Bob, uh, when I was living in San Diego working for the Truth Seeker Company, Bob uh, used to come over and visit me all the time. And uh, and so he called me one morning and said, I, I, I'm going to take you to breakfast this morning. It's a Saturday morning. And so he came over and he said, any place you want to go this morning, I'm, uh, I'll, I'm treating you. Any place you want to go, you tell me and we'll go have breakfast. I said, oh, okay. So we got in the car, and I told him, I said, I think I want to go to Escondido. Well, Escondido is a little small town north of of, uh, San Diego. And so he said, well, I was thinking about something really nice in downtown uh, San Diego. And I said, well, I'm thinking in Escondido. And he said, well, there's nothing in Escondido. I, and so I said to him, as we were getting in the car, mm-hmm. you said I, you would go wherever I wanted to go. <laughs> and he said, yes. I said, well, that's where I want to go, Escondido. So he said, okay, we'll go to Escondido. There's nothing there, but we'll go. So we, it's about a 20-minute drive uh, north to Escondido. So while we're driving... He uh, he and I got to talking about people that we admired in our life and friends that we've had when we were growing up and what they may be doing today or if they're even alive today. And I told him about a couple of people that I wish I could see that I went to school with and were very close to. And so we were just reminiscing about dear friends that we'd like to see and have lost track of. And he was then telling me about the two people in his life that was so important to him that he had lost contact with and didn't know anything where they were at all. And he said it was an old, one of them was an old Native American uh, uh, Indian uh, that he grew up knowing and was Mm -hmm. kind of like a, a, a second father to him. Right. And he said, and the other one is a contractor, building contractor, uh, that uh, I went to school with, and, and, and we hung out together, and was roommates in school. And he said, I would love to see him, but nobody I know that knew them knows anything about them. Nobody knows where the old man is 
or the, the or the contractor friend of mine. Nobody has ever heard from them again. And he said, I would give mm-hmm. anything if mm-hmm. I could see them again. So we get into uh, and we get into Escondido, and there's nothing there. And so we're driving down the main street, and there's an IHOP. And so uh, I said, that's where I want to go, right there. And he said, that's the IHOP. Anybody could go there. And I wanted to take you to someplace nice. And I said, I said, Bob, you said I could go where I want. That's where I want to go. So he said, okay, so we'll go to IHOP. So we we get out of the car, and the place is crowded because it's the only place in town they have breakfast. And so he and I go in, and we wait for a few minutes, and we finally get finally get a, a seat, and they put us in the back part of the uh, of the restaurant, and when we sat down, I was facing away from the front entrance. He was looking toward the front entrance, and I noticed immediately when we sat down, something very very bad happened, or something happened. Because his his whole demeanor changed immediately, and I, I saw in his face something very fearful or something very very you know very bad, and I said to him, "Bob, what's wrong?" And he, he didn't even hear me, and I tapped him on the on the arm, and I said, "Bob, what are you looking at? What's wrong?" And he said, "There is the old Native, Native American man sitting right there, and there is my uh, contractor friend." Two seats down from him. There's both of the people I just told you I wanted to see, and but goddamn, if they're both sitting right here in the restaurant uh, in Escondido, and I would never have seen them had you not demanded to come here. He said, and he couldn't huh. believe. He said, "How do you do that? I just got through telling you who I wanted to see, and there they both are." So I don't know. I don't. What know a how. shocker! Well. No coincidences, eh? No, I don't think so. Not with the right people involved, anyhow. (laughs) You're right. Uh, Then, let's see, there was a couple of... So did he go over and talk to these people? Yeah, he did. He did. He got up quickly and went over to talk to them. And and, and I I think, if I remember right, he's pretty much stayed over there between the two of them, back and forth, back and forth. Well, understandable. Yeah, Yeah, absolutely. And so... Well, um, that was very nice of you to make that introduction again. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) And I have no idea in the world how it worked. And then on the way back uh, to San Diego, we were talking about uh, he was saying, uh, "Who are you?" How did, uh, he said, I, "Every time I'm around you, strange things happen, <laughs> uh, and, and it's kind of like there's a vortex of strangeness around you." And he said, uh, "Bob Lee said to me as we were going home, he said, I f- uh, there's some kind of a vortex is spinning around you. I feel that's my thought." And he says, it's like a swastika. Uh, the, the sun is swirling around, and, and I kind of see the, the vortex around you like a swirling sun or a swirling swastika or something like that around you. Hmm. And, and, uh, and then he said to me, uh, there's something strange about you. And then he said to me, where were you born? Where did you come from? Where were you born? And I said, oh, I was born in Pensacola, Florida. Uh, the big Navy town. And it, oh, okay. So then when we got home, he said, well, let's go out to a movie tonight. So I said, okay. So he came by that evening, 
and we go out to the movie, and what what he wanted to see was contact with Jodie Foster. Uh huh. And so he and I are at the movie, and uh, we were talking about uh, what he is, you know, what had happened today, and 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 so when the movie starts, first of all. Uh, there's a little girl, when Jodie Foster was supposed to be a little girl, yes, yes. she was in her bedroom talking to someone. And this whole movie is about contact and about aliens and, and, and other life forms and other worlds. And so she's, uh, she's uh, on her ham set, and her father comes into the bedroom in the movie, and he says to her, who are you talking to? And she says, I'm talking to my friend in Pensacola, Florida. And he looks at me and shooks his head because that's where I'm from, is Pensacola. And that's in the movie. She said, Very the funny. little girl said, I'm talking to my friend in Pensacola. And then later on in the movie, not too long after that, uh, mm -hmm. it shows the, uh, the, the, uh, the laboratory mm -hmm. where they're picking up a signal from outer space. Mm -hmm. And uh, and and so they go run over to the computers and flip on the screen to see what they what they're hearing and see what they can you know see, and they begin to see some kind of a strange vortex. Uh, if you remember in the movie, they're seeing a strange vortex of some kind, and as they begin to uh, uh, focus in on it, it then becomes very obvious what it is. It's a swastika. If you remember in the movie, it was a swastika. Uh, Maxwell vortex, a swastika. Yeah. <laughs> and go. so, and he looks at me and shakes his head because he just got through saying on the way to there that, uh -huh. that the, the, the vortex is like a swastika. Well, there it is. And then I told him I'm from Pensacola, and that's what, who she's talking to is Pensacola. <laughs> so very you know, funny, like very this. interesting. Yeah. You know, you so, mentioned the swastika. And vortex in the same sentence. Very few people think of the swastika in a vortex sense. But when you look at it, think about it, it's right there. I don't know That's why exactly people right. miss it. That's exactly what it is. We've been it's so damn conditioned to see it as, as right angles and nothing moving and this rigid symbol. No, it's a, it's a, a symbol in motion. It's a vortex. I, uh, yeah, that's right. It is, and uh, like you said, most people never even think that that far. No, no. Because you have to be trained in uh, symbolism to pick up on things like. Well, hell, that. we're trained about the the swastika, but it's it's not in the vortex sense. It's you know the old Adolf Hitler evil Nazi thing. That's all people think about, and but look that's at it as just a, an artistic. Or a, a cosmic symbol, which is really how it started out as of course eons ago. This mm -hmm. has been around a long time. And what a lot of people don't know about the swastika, one of uh, the Army's larger divisions used the swastika as its its emblem in the beginning yeah. of World War II, and they had to drop it. No doubt about it. You're right. <clears throat> um <clears throat> Another uh, strange experience. Um, I went on Tom Likas show in Los Angeles. He had a major show in L.A. back in '89, uh -huh. uh, and so I, he, uh, his producer called and asked if I would, uh, you know, do a live interview, come down to the station and be on with Tom Likas. 
they had seen my first video. And so I went down and um, so I went on Tom Likas show for an hour, 90 minutes, whatever it was. And uh, I got an invite uh, after the program was over. I got phone calls, of course, and I gave my telephone number. And, and so I got a phone call from a guy who said he was a producer in, in New York on ABC Network, and he wanted me to come to New York to do a show with, uh, with uh, what was the guy's name? Uh, can't remember his name right now, but uh, I'll think of it in a minute. And so I was supposed to go to New York to be on this radio show in mm-hmm. ABC New York. Mm-hmm. And so I did. And uh, A talk, I, I, a talk was, show? It was, uh, what was his name? He was uh, Bob Grant. Bob Grant. Bob Grant. Okay. I was on Bob Grant's show. Um, and they flew you to New, New York, York to do this. That's interesting. Yeah. They didn't just so, put you on the phone. Yeah, and so... <laughs> Uh, no, he wanted me there in 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 the studio. So I, I flew back, but I was up for a couple of days preparing, trying to prepare because I've never done anything this big. New York, ABC, New York. Sure. And so I was scared to death, but I, I you know, but it was part of who I am or what I do. So I got ready. Well, I had to take a red eye flight and got there at about five o'clock in the morning into New Jersey at the airport. Mm-hmm. And I was so incredibly tired and so sleepy that uh, I, 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 it was amazing that I was still alive to walk. I was so tired. And so I decided not to go into New York, but just to stay at the hotel uh, at the uh, New Jersey airport. Uh-huh. And so I got a room. It was up at the top, like a nine or ten stories up. <clears throat> and I, I, when I finally got to the room, I was so out of it, I just plopped on the bed and lay back on the bed and I was and for a moment, I thought to myself, "What am I doing? I'm in the going to New York tomorrow to be on ABC. I don't even know what I'm doing here and uh, <clears throat> so I said out loud, I said to the room is there is there someone here to guide and help me, or am I doing all of this on my own?" And when I said that, the bed began to rise, and I sat up quickly because as tired as I was, when your bed starts to pick up and, and float in the air, you sit up quickly. Uh-huh. And I was amazed that the bed was starting to float around the room. And and I saw it going near the window, and I started to crawl to the edge of the bed because I figured if this if this bed breaks that window and goes out the window, I'm off the bed. That was for sure. <laughs> and so it got right up to the window, and then it turned around and began to float back toward the the bathroom, and then it turned around slowly but surely and came back to rest exactly where it was. How far and off the I ground did shocked. it get, Jordan? How far? A foot off the ground? Uh, it was maybe maybe two maybe uh-huh. two, because it was quite. I was I was pretty close to the ceiling, and so well, as it moved yeah. around the room, I I was absolutely shocked. You know, I was in shock. Yeah, I could yeah. not believe this, this bed is moving around the room. But uh, when it finally came back and sat down, I remember distinctly. <laughs> I was so tired, I just said, thank you, I'm going to sleep. And I fell back on the bed and fell fast asleep. But the, but but that told me, yeah, you what have. What a funny story. And, and I I have no 
doubt whatsoever. That's exactly what happened. Yeah, huh. and, and huh. like I said, I'm not verifying anything. I'm just telling you what happened. Yeah, yeah. So the next day you did the Bob Grant show. Yeah, I did Bob Grant, and and, and Bob Grant told me, look, I'm not telling you what you can say or what you can't say. You can talk uh -huh. anything you want. And he said, but a Capital Cities Corporation out of Chicago owns ABC at that time. And he said, it just so happens that the seven guys who own Capital Cities happens by chance to be here in the studio today. Ah, and don't put any pressure sitting. on Jordan. No, no. <laughs> oh, no. And he said, they're going to be sitting in the producer's booth watching you. <laughs> and he said, I'm not telling you what you can say and what you can't say. You're free to say anything you want. But just remember, oh. the bosses of all bosses are sitting there watching and listening to you. So just be cool and what you're going to say, you know, whatever you say. And so I always tried to be a gentleman on radio and, and, yeah. and do what I do, you yeah. know. And so uh, I I was supposed to be on for a half hour. <clears throat> and then when we went to the break, at the half hour break, uh, the producer came in and he says, the, the bosses say keep him on for another half hour. And so, okay, so I stay on for another half hour. And then when it went to the top of the hour for, for the break, uh, the the producer came in and said, the bosses love him. Keep him on for the rest of the program. Bump everybody. Keep him on. And so and, and Bob Grant looks at me and said, well, they're the boss, so that's it. So you're on for another two hours. So I did a three-hour show wow. uh, with Bob Grant and uh, and. Uh, afterwards, when we were when the show was over, all the the big shots were all over at the water, at the water cooler talking, and I went over to thank them for their kindness. And the guy who seemed to be the speaker for the group, he said to me, he said, "Have you ever done your own radio show?" And I said, "No, sir, I have not." And he said, "Well, you want to think about it because we like you." And he said, "And uh, if you can make it in New York, you can make it anywhere." If New York doesn't like you, you need to go back and get a job. But if 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 the people of New York like you, and he said we're getting phone calls as far away as Georgia wanting to you to do radio with with other people, he said. So you've done pretty well for yourself for the first time on uh, on a network, and so you know that's where it went. And I I was very happy about that. And Bob Grant was very nice and. But that was something I was not expecting as a floating <laughs> a floating bed to let me know there well, was somebody there with me. I don't know which is more amazing, the floating bed or conquering uh ABC radio like that. Uh, with yeah. the big with the with God in the control room staring at you. <laughs> yeah, that's true. All seven of them were sitting there. I know how this works in radio and that's that's a lot of pressure, boy. Oh, it was. I was scared. Bob shouldn't have told you. <laughs> I don't know what he's doing telling you. Yeah, no, he just told me. He said, just remember, the bosses of all bosses are sitting right there behind that glass watching you. Well, he he <clears> was <throat> on radio for a long time. I, I don't know if he still is or not. I don't know either. I'm not sure. But he was so very nice to me. Very, very nice. I've heard only very good things old. about him. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, he was very, very personable and very nice guy. And, well, isn't uh, there a song, if you can make it, it in New York? Isn't, isn't there a song, if you can make yeah, it in New Frank York, Sinatra. you can make it in a, Yeah. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, Frank Sinatra. And yeah. one other quickie uh, 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 experience I've had, 
among the 40 or 50 we'll talk about later. But uh, I was up on, I, I went out to uh, the northern suburbs of Los Angeles to stay with a friend who had a home up in the mountains of, of Los Angeles. Mm-hmm. And, and uh, there's a young friend that I had with me at the time, and so he was invited to also stay for the weekend at this guy's house. So it was a triple-layered house up on the mountain. And so we took the top layer, which was a big bedroom, and uh, and so my friend and I were taking the big bedroom upstairs, and the rest of the family were downstairs. And so in the middle of the night, uh, my friend and I got up, and we decided to go up on the roof. It was a summer night. So we went up on the roof, had a couple of beers, and were sitting up there just talking and overlooking Los Angeles at night. It was sure. beautiful out. And we're just sitting there talking and uh, and admiring the, the heavens. And for some reason, which I have no idea why, I said, uh, and he's sitting there listening to me, I said to, I looked up in the sky and I said, Almighty God, if you could hear me, would you please let a meteorite hit the mountain over there? And I pointed. And, the point, and when I pointed, a meteor came out of the sky and boom, hit the mountain right where I was pointing. And all the lights on the mountain, all everybody started, all the lights came on. People went, what in the hell was that? It hit the mountain so hard. And it was a huge meteor and where exactly where I pointed, exactly where it hit. Well, a couple ways to look at that. Uh, uh, I wish fulfilled or precognition of an event about to happen. Yes, yeah, and I don't know which, and, and I'm, I'm not verifying anything. I'm just telling you what happened. I well, don't know how is, it happened, and this, my friend still lives in the same city with me right now that was there with me. Uh, he's right here in the same town I am, and, and we've talked about that. And he's asked me, you know, how in the world did you do that? And I said, I don't even know what it is I did. 